our second guest was Michael Bublé. And this was like right before Chris. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Uh, he's a huge fantasy hockey guy. Like, like obsessed with it. Like he, like he says he, after concerts, if there's like, you're beautiful. That's making... the different person. Yeah, it's not <laughs> That's not Michael Bublé. <laughs> That's not. Welcome back to another edition of the Time I Skates podcast. It's DG, Z, Johnny, and Coots, and we have a packed episode for you guys today. It's currently all-star break, so we're going to talk a little bit about the current Flyers situation, get into a little around the league topics, and then we got an awesome interview with a prospect analyst from the Daily Faceoff, Stephen Ellis. Awesome interview. It lasts for about an hour, and he has a lot to say about it a lot of different players and prospects in this league. I think you guys will really enjoy it. So stick in for that or just skip to it. If you don't want to hear Johnny talk, that also works as well. So let's get right into it, boys. That was mean, man. You know. Wow. Got to take a stab when I can. You take a stab whenever you can. So I got to give it back. Nice to see it too. I hope you had a good weekend, DG. I hope your family's (laughs) well. I hope you're in good health. Um, it's very kind. You look fantastic a, right now. It's, Donnie's a you know, nice I, guy. I've not once heard him be mean to you. Can't believe. <laughs> give give that, me one example. I beg to differ. I could just, I could cipher through some of the old episodes and pull out a bunch you of. You can't examples. even think of an example off the top of your head. Uh, I, I forget about Only, the episode. It's right pretty after immature to look. <laughs> it's pretty immature to look in the past, DG, instead of yeah, looking look, forward. But yeah, come on. I want to know whatever if, whatever happened to love thy neighbor. <laughs> I, I want to know. DG, I want to know. DG what missed that one. <laughs> I want to know. What I, I want to know if Johnny thinks that TK is an all star this year. TK is hundred percent an all star this year. Oh, he is actually, he zero. He's actually zero percent all star because he was not actually, voted but actually. He's not going to be there, DG. So percent all star. Well, the all star voting was rigged. Shit. If the all star voting actually worked the way it was supposed to, Marty Neckis would have been in the all star game. But you said his name pretty correctly. Yeah, thank you. Unlike Hartnell, Con Risto Risto, like ten times. Maybe he knows something ago. we don't know. Maybe it yeah. is Risto Lainen. Yeah. Risto. You, you could be onto something. That makes <laughs> that makes a little bit of sense, I think. <laughs> Maybe he's secretly Italian. He was born in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know? Hot star. Oh, man. Don't you know? All right. Let's get into some news and notes, starting with Zach McEwen, who fractured his jaw in a fight against the Minnesota Wild a few games ago. That's the game uh, that the Flyers had three fights in 15 seconds, I believe. Um, so, I, and I think uh, I think Zach fought Marcus Foligno. So it was number 17 versus number 17. Heavyweight. Battle, Old school, baby. The, least. the Brawl Street Bullies are back. What uh, what one of those fights do you guys think, think was the best? I, probably the Delorier one. Delorier and fucking the Delorier one. Re- they Reeves. lost uh, steam pretty quick. I actually thought yeah. that. McEwen was yeah, Delore was so stop and start. Like there yeah. was no there was no flow. There was a lot point. of anticipation before they actually started throwing them. They were just staring at each other big for boys. a hot because they're the seconds. big boys for sure. Yeah. I, a lot of time the heavy heavyweight versus heavyweight isn't as entertaining as you would think. Yeah, because they're they're 
very uh, protective. Yeah, and defensive. Um, I I'm still shocked that Sealer fought Delorier back. You know, what was that? Two years ago. Yeah, he fought Alexiak too. <laughs> dude, Sealer Loki is one of the tougher guys in the league, and he did, he hasn't fought in a while this year. I mean, that's why he's towards his golden child. What about Wade fighting? That he just launched that guy. Who was that? <laughs> Don't know. Don't care. I think it was Felino. <laughs> Felino, what, his little brother? No, I thought he not. I thought the hit was on Felino, and then he fought oh. after someone else. Oh, oh. I don't. Maybe, I don't maybe. remember Mike, that. Mike Felino. Yeah, it was Felino's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A, a fun stat for you guys here: the Flyers lead the NHL in fighting majors with twenty-five. That makes majors. sense. I hope that that's, that's right, Johnny. You wrote Wait, this, so. Uh, <laughs> i could i could have just made that up um i mean honestly it would make that? sense we're, we're what like 50 51 games in 25 fights or, to yeah. fight every other game i think uh delorier like, has like nine himself so i feel like delorier fights every other game seems like Fairby had leading a fight to this a, year. leading to a lot of wins i hate when Fairby fights yeah what he else is he doing dude? fighting anybody <laughs> What else is he doing? <laughs> Fucking nursing his broken neck, not fighting. You guys ever fracture a jaw? Whatever, like, you know what I mean. Oh, he's got to grow up, and he's got to grow up and, and stiffen that. You know, he's got to play through that. I'm under the it's impression been, that the that is half, so three months ago. I think the second half of the year will be a big, a big push for Faraby. I, I give him the benefit of the doubt. He's got to be playing injured, man. He's got 31 games so. left to show something, or else it's like a wasted year. Didn't really do anything. I mean, it's a wasted year, no matter Either what way. happens. Other, yeah. other <laughs> piss me off. We're gonna be drafting at like fifteen. It's a wasted year. We're all already. just gonna be one year older and one more year further from our last Stanley Cup. So. One year closer <laughs> to two to three to five years away. You think we're one ever gonna win in our lifetime? Death. Like we're like pretty young. Yeah, like, we're like we're like at our quarter Ooh, of our life. I don't know. Right Are we gonna be like like fifty we'll probably men be like crying? As the Stanley Cup gets lifted, uh, I don't want to be. I don't want by some. Dude, I don't want to be not even born be yet. Who's the captain of the Flyers? Yeah, I want to be. In my, I want to be in my twenties. Be old Storm in Broad Street. I want to. You're be, not. Dude, you're not doing. They're not going to win in your twenties. Save that buddy. for the birds, buddy. Save that for the birds. I, I got five years. Go birds. Could happen. I mean, dude, I don't want to be old enough to where they win, and I'm the old guy crying. You're gonna be the old guy. I never thought this was gonna be. We're gonna be the old guys crying when they. We're gonna be the old guys crying. Cootsie's definitely crying. Cootsie's me. Me and Cootsie are gonna have. Cootsie's gonna ball like a little bitch. DG's gonna be the crier. Wait, he cries at everything. He cried when Drew got traded. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have a twelve. He's gonna cry when TK got traded. Who's gonna be like? It meant so much when the Flyers won to my dad. He, I watched him cry for the first time. <laughs> That's gonna be your son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, can we I mean, take bets on if DG's gonna cry when we trade Cutter Gautier and then TK eventually? I mean, you're, I don't want to see him cry. You're putting Cutter on a pedestal for me right now. I don't think it's at that level yet. I just dude, like you him. put him on a pedestal every episode. Dude, you, you said he's him. the best NHL player the Flyers have. You said that at one point. <laughs> you love him, DG. You're gonna have to pull up the tapes because I don't. <laughs> he's believe your you. favorite. I'm throwing player. a red flag there. All right, but uh, wait. We'll so, it. speaking of crying, you guys aren't going to cry if we win the cup. Oh, one hundred percent. No, cry. I'm going to. The second rage, whoever the captain is pick, picks it up, out of happiness and joy. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it, man. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I, I watched years. today. I watched the uh, uh, 
Ray Borklift in the cup. Oh, dude, that's an electric Wetworks. video. That's a tearjerker. Wetworks. It. Well, I cried. I'll be honest. I. Uh, dude, that's dude. Best best Stan, Stanley Cup lifts. Rod Brindamore's got to be up there with the with the Hurricanes. Yeah, that was an intense. That's, I don't know if you that, saw that. Char was a big I, one. I'm telling you, Char Bobby Clark. Bobby Clark, no teeth. It's not emotional, though. I think one of the most iconic Stanley Cup lifting pictures ever taken. Just him with no teeth and everything. It just yeah. a sick photo. What about the uh, smile? Uh, I hate to bring it up, but the Anderchuck, the Red Wings, the Red Wings oh. in 98, where uh, I was one year Oh, uh, Konstantinov, yeah. like yeah, in, the in the wheelchair. Yeah. That was pretty big, yeah. Dude, we both brought up when they lost in the. Uh, or, I mean, the Flyers lost. <laughs> they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals when, when the one I brought up in 2004. Yeah, the uh, Lightning won. Patrick Kane and no, <laughs> talk about 97. Too, I was at that won. game. I was at that game too. Oh, in 2010. Oh yeah. Game With the, the Ben Franklin Bridge. Z, I have a hilarious story about it. I'll probably have to tell it off off pod. Oh really? Is that bad? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense because the point <laughs> Wait, of the why, went, why would you say that? It must be extremely inappropriate. I went with wants to with dox a girl some people from, that I we know. A, okay, just say a girl. I went that with we a girl know. that we know from high school, and she, give me the initials. Uh, SG. You would have no idea. It's so random. <laughs> okay. and, and I have a name and, in my head. If it's this name, just say it and us. bleep it out. Man. Oh, younger than us. No, I don't want to have to bleep it out. All right, just tell me after. It's fine. And then, uh, long story short, we got in with fake tickets. <laughs> you got what? <laughs> so we all like we got to the wow. game. Wow. We got to the lane gate, uh, the game late, and there's like you know you walk in, there's like ten people at the gate. We all went to the far right side gate. So everyone's like, "What is this like family of twelve people doing? Like, why aren't they like dispersing a little bit?" <laughs> so, so yeah, that? we got in for fake tickets. That was ro- so random. Where'd you I, sit? Anyway. Uh, in one seat. of those box, in one of those boxes, <laughs> we do got club seats. <laughs> you got clubs, <laughs> but, but we couldn't actually sit in the seats. You had you to at the bar. Stay. You had to stay at the bar. Yeah, that's not bad though. <laughs> that is insane. That's hilarious. How does that not come up? All right, what I'm a time! Interested to figure out who that was. <laughs> younger than us, you said. I think she's a year younger than. Take us. it. It was take so it off random. pod. Take right, it. We'll off take pod. it off pod. We'll take off it. pod. Anyway, all right. Since we're Sorry. talking about the flyers, it's gonna. You guys flyers. ever uh, fracture oh, a jaw? Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, he's I've gonna... never fractured my jaw. Yeah, gonna... <laughs> Fuck gonna be... you, DG. <laughs> I just want to. I just yeah, piece wanted... of shit. He's gotta be slurping out of a straw. That was fractured. me, Johnny. <laughs> I fractured my tibia yeah. before. I wasn't talking to him. Oh, that's not good. Bone in your calf sucked. But. No, never fractured my jaw. Got gotten punched in the face playing hockey before, but didn't fracture it. Grow up. You got punched in the face. Come on. The dude was a big man. And I, I went I was a small, <laughs> I was very small and skinny, so I was not capable of taking a punch like that. <laughs> but you did. I did. I did. So and you were, lived. You were capable. We both got it's because I punched him and then he punched me and we both got thrown oh, out. Of so the you game. deserved it. So you were like yeah. a little rat out there. I was being a little douchebag to this guy. Little Barnaby. Yeah, it, it was like spring league three on three, and like it was our I high believe school it. arch nemesis, and <laughs> I was just pissing this guy off the whole what game. The... And he was a meathead. Wait, what's so just... wait, what's wait? Yeah, wait, what's house like house league three on? What's that? 
a spring league three on three for like spring high school. League, what's, spr- what's spring league? What's this the is spring like spring? after the actual season ends. It was just a way for us to keep playing. It was like a couple of high schools that we played against in our league. He's playing in that little rink, that little wooden we'll barn in, in Springfield. That's like dude, the if size they played of the that, zone. <laughs> dude, I used well, to actually, practice at that rink where the might... ceiling's like, like at your head. <laughs> and you feel like the building's going to collapse him. Yeah, I've played there too. I don't know how, but see, we had a rink like that in um in Ventnor. They got oh, rid yeah? of it. Yeah, it I was a you roller... guys just played at the skate zone. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we did, but that they had a rink there too, and there's a rink at, over that. the kingpin by the goal. Yeah, I knew out. about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. That was like they a lot of hockey blow, back, blow, back bubble. When we were young. That was a bubble. Yeah. Uh, All right. Anyway, we're getting sorry, a we're... slightly off the rails, we're off the rails. in a fun in a fun way. Um, let's bring it back to earth here. Talk some flyers updates. I think Roderick Sorry. likes when we get off the rails. <laughs> Number one fan. <laughs> uh, so going into the all-star break, the Flyers are basically playing at 500 hockey, 21, 21, and nine. They will not play again until February 6th, which is, to me, that's a crazy long break. We haven't played since Saturday, and we won't play again until middle Yeah, of after week, having a, a January, that was like a game every other night. <laughs> It's like why also like why is like half the like some NHL teams still playing and up yeah. until like Wednesday? It doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. But yeah. It's the way the cookie D- crumbled, man. DG is excited for the, the TK shirtless picks in Cancun or something. <laughs> oh my you know, god, Tootsie you know with he's the top rope. Scouring Instagram, all the girlfriends, all, Everyone. all the wives. <laughs> no, 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 checking no, no, their no. stories. <laughs> Gigi just looks out for TK. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, so the Flyers are six points out of the playoffs. What do you, Wait, what do you guys quick. think? Yeah. Do you remember those? <laughs> keep going, when, keep going. When, go, Sandheim, go, 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 go. when Sandheim was like taking those uh, photos get by him. the pool and he just looked like him, a tiny little. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm oh, not sure for DG anymore. They got the bucket full of Coronas. The bucket full of Coronas. He looked like it was and like, like the chicken fingers. Yeah. It was like chicken fingers. Yeah, and everyone's <laughs> commenting like. DG tweeted that picture recently. They wouldn't last in the Broad Street Bullies days. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> All right, go ahead, DG. Continue. But wait, have you ever uh, fractured your jaw? <laughs> DG, have you ever fractured your jaw, dude? He got punched while looking at while looking at TK three Spring League <laughs> in Springfield. No joke, guys. If we ever potentially get like a guy like TK on the podcast and you pull this shit, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna. Oh, you think you through. think we're gonna make you look cool if TK's on the yeah, podcast, dude? We're roasting you, dude. You can roast me, but like, it's all. Hey, I will, I will hey, make hey, a hey, compilation dude, I would be like, video dude, of all. I would literally. <laughs> Dude, I feel like, hey TK, you hear that? You know those like little pebbles you hear at your window every night? That's DG <laughs> throwing them. Jesus Christ, man! First time he's, out, the he's outside of your window. Just get fucking because <laughs> you're not with the radio. Yeah, the boom Hawthorne box. Heights. <laughs> anyway, just sorry, because sorry. I, just, just because I just stand DG a playing player. dupe. Just because I stand a player, you guys just fucking pull this shit. Bring back dupe. I should be more like Johnny and just shit on all the players. Then well, maybe I won't get luckily we'll never have TK on because he won't be able to read any of the DMs because he can't read. So he also doesn't. Because DG's already blocked. <laughs> I don't think he also media. definitely has a burner. Morgan Frost will never come on because because his dad was because you DM'd like his dad. 
<laughs> Wait, you DM'd his dad? When did that happen? His his dad liked one of my tweets about Morgan. So oh, dude, come on, that does not give you a green light to DM dads. What do you mean? At least I'm DMing people trying to get some fucking guys on here. Man, DM the player, not the dad. Like you can't ask him for a play date. You can't. I mean, like I I would go down the line and just randomly DM the players if I could. None of them have actual DMs open. Like how how could you do that then? You got to get a word in with someone that knows them, and then that's the only way. Or Coots. Coots is like the only guy capable of getting these connections. I made a few a DM tonight. We'll say we'll save that as a secret. Yeah, I like so, that idea. So our pod. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Are we, uh, you are know we what? Done? Let's just go to around the league. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Around the league. Does anybody Honestly, want us to Do we to really want to talk about the Flyers? Yeah, yeah. Right, fly, right, Flyers are, are 21, 21, and nine. Carter Hart got a forty. We just said that. Uh, uh, Rista has been playing pretty well. Keeper Bell scored his first goal around the league. He's still on the team. Around the league. Are well, we serious? Right I now? like the way Rista has yeah. been playing. This is an insane episode. Okay. <laughs> around the hold, league, hold on. guys. Embrace the chaos. <laughs> hold on one second. I just want to say with Risto. <laughs> Come on, man. He, he's been focusing on his defensive Absolutely game. zero flow today. Wait, hold on. He's been focusing. On his defensive game, and when you do that, man, it leads to offense. I'm a key believer. Defense first, and then it stems from there, goes up to the Take offense. Stems, stems from stems? the defense. Offensive stems extends, from the defense. Stems with a D, not M's. It's extends. I said stems. He's saying stems. stems. Oh, like, stems. Yeah. Extends I love everybody. Dude, I love. I have a list. No, dude, I have a I list. Love, it's I lo- okay. I love how Cootsie just throws in like a legit analysis in the middle of this shit show. <laughs> uh, yeah, me of everybody I mean, I would, throwing I like, analysis. I like the shit show jokes, but I also like some good analysis. You know, I like. I that, think. Uh, I, I, think I think we have so, a great interview for that. If, I think Stephen yeah, Ellis did all of that for us. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Not a lot, like some flyers, but uh. Um and Kiefer Bellows, he had a good game that game. He deserved yeah, a goal. Pass I'm from Rissa. That was the sick, first time I was like, pass. dude, he went pass. top titty on that too. Dude, he ripped that. It was nice. I'm happy for him because I think Wait, he's been a scratch for like a year. Johnny, what was that? A couple of weeks. <laughs> Just let it happen. Top shelf. Just let it happen. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if we were going to talk about anybody on the Flyers, I think Risto is probably the one guy to talk about just because he's double wrist twist for Risto. Yeah, he's done a complete crank 180. Crank him, DG. Crank him. Crank him. Yep. Yeah, his his advanced stats are looking better. Like everything about it. Like I like he's a guy that has been getting shit on for a while, and it's it's nice to see a guy that has been getting shit on turn it around and like prove people wrong in a way. Like I, I think I like that Winnipeg that game was his. It was his by far. It might have been his. It's probably his best game as a flyer because he made that yeah. stretch pass to uh to to tip it too tip on that it, breakaway. Yeah. Like a full ice stretch pass through, like literally probably oh, eight players. Yeah, and then he also, and then the one you just alluded to, the keeper bellows behind the back below the red line. What yeah. was he doing below the red line, in the offensive zone? I got no idea. But <laughs> he's playing defense. it was a great pass. It was a great. He's playing. He's playing defense. Yeah. Um. Real quick, I just want to say, Cam York, legitimate NHLer, and I know everyone's like, oh, Caulfield, Caulfield, but Cam York is gonna. Be a thing for the Flyers. Be a good thing. Yes, and his is. analytics are better. Just saying. Just saying. And Very to me, I'm an eye test guy. Positions, but yeah, I guess. 
Well, okay. You're going to go use that on me? Everyone's been like saying I mean, how Caulfield's a guy. That's probably the main thing that they don't put. Like, he, I don't think you can, you can compare him because of what happened in the draft, but there's no comparison. They're completely I, two I different agree. players. I agree. So I mean, to be can't... honest, the Flyers are kind of winning that right now because one's playing and not no one's not going to be playing for six months. So, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe a good thing for Montreal. Uh, Steve alluded alluded to it in the interview later that Montreal basically has double the chance of winning the lottery this year because they have Florida's they're Canadian? pick as well. So they get both the percentage chances put together. It's like nine and a half total, which is crazy. Um, all right. Saying. Let's get to around the league. We got a few topics for you guys here. We'll start off with Rick Tockett becoming the head coach of Anaheim. Uh, sorry, uh, Vancouver. Um, and I believe he's one and two so far. So he's coached three games. Um, kind of a crazy move. Wouldn't you guys agree? I think fire, like what happened to Bruce Boudreaux and all that drama that went on, it's just wild. I I, I just don't get it. Like, I mean, what, I think it's, I what's think the it's point? crazier. I think it's crazier that they're paying three different coaches over $2 million right now at the same really? time. Oh, I Dude, didn't know Bruce, that. yeah, no. Yeah, Travis Green, who was two coaches ago, is still making 2.75. Boudreaux was making two. And I think they just gave talk at 2.5 or 2.75. So they're I mean, all getting paid right now by Vancouver for Vancouver to still lose games. So it's pretty impressive. I mean, I, I like, I mean, Tockett was one of the guys I wanted the Flyers to get. I mean, before Torts was, I guess, even like a legit option. Uh, I think he just has like a lot of good energy. He's a very good neutral style between old school and new school. Like he understands the new school, but like he obviously came from an era of hockey that was a lot tougher and a lot more different in terms of the lifestyle, uh, which I think is pretty valuable. Um, yeah, no, I hope for the best for them. But like, as we're going to get to in a, in a little bit, uh, I don't know how things are going to continue to trend there personnel wise. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. And you mentioned paying three different coaches, but you know, the flyers are paying two coaches, like two and a half million dollars more than Vancouver. And Briz three. And I, he might be coming off soon. It's gotta be, but AV is no, getting five mil. And I think uh, towards his four mil a year. So nine mil total. I'm liking like- uh Hank on the TNT broadcast now. Lundquist filled in for him. It's a good ad. Rocket. It's a good good ad. Yeah, man, Rocket. Him and Biz did a little <laughs> performance. Did you guys see that? Did not. Dude, that was so uh, funny. I didn't yeah, see Hank, it. Like uh, a uh, a parody rendition of uh, what was it? Time of Your Life by by Green Day. Yeah. For by Green Day. Yeah. And I mean, Hank can play the, <laughs> Hank can play the fucking guitar. Um, and Biz, I mean, oh, was pretty wow, good like singing, it. dude. It was pretty good. <laughs> he does it with conviction. So yeah. it's, you, you got to own it. If you you're confident it. with your singing, yeah. even if you suck, it's going to sound decent. Yeah, exactly. Um, By the way, Taka, I think it, he's a good coach. I don't know. I don't really. I, Van, Vancouver's in that like Flyers kind of mode where like, did we really need Tortorella? Do they really need Taka? They could have just had an interim coach for the meantime, kind of figure out what direction they're going and then go from there. But I don't know. Tockett's getting some hate from the locals, but I don't think he deserves that. I think the whole organization handled everything the wrong way. But yeah. but let Tockett do his job, you know, see what happens. But I, I really think they should go rebuild, rebuild mode. And I guess, would you say that Horvat trade was like a rebuild move? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's got hundred percent. Yeah, dude. I honestly like yeah. we're getting to it. Yeah, I mean, like I thought it was a great trade from Vancouver. I, I think agree. I think they got a haul. Because, like, I mean, I, I don't know what the deal with Ratty is. Like, because he was a top prospect early in rankings, I remember. Like, he was a top five pick, like, at one point, And then he just fell he's off all, the face. Yeah. He's only 20 or so. Yeah, so I guess. I know, it's just crazy. So it's a good it's a good buy low. I remember Bavillier because he lit us up in that uh, in that bubble playoff series when the Islanders played the Flyers in 2020. And then, dude, any first-round pick in this 2023 draft is going to be good. Protected. protected so. Yeah. Protect it or not, it's going to be a good pick. Yeah, so before we dive in any further, we'll just run down what the actual trade was. So the Islanders acquired Bo Horvat uh, from Vancouver in exchange for Anthony Bolivier, Bolivier. A2 Ratty, and a protected 2023 first, which I believe is top 12 protected. Yeah, So that's correct. That means I not, mean, that's anti, no lottery. It can't be in the lottery, essentially, is what that means. I still think it's I don't pretty, know. pretty good they, for they, Long Island too, for the Islanders. Yeah, to be honest, like they didn't give up that. Like, much. I think I think I like the Islanders side more. Johnny said he really? likes Vancouver. I do too. I think Horvat's a better I, player than Bavillier, and then you're throwing in a prospect who hasn't done anything. I, I well, let me clarify. I think it's a good trade for Vancouver for the direction that they're going. That's a great haul for one player. I think that's good. I think that that's exactly what they need. Bavillier is still young, if I recall. He's like 26 at oldest. Probably younger. Twenty five. Same, 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 same age as Konechny, I think. Same draft. Horvat's twenty seven, or Povellier is yeah, twenty five. Yeah, I, I guess what it comes. Horvat's the better to, player for sure. Oh, hundred percent. I, I guess what it does come down to um, is what happens with Horvat. Like he has to be signed. Correct? What he signs so for? Yeah. How much are they going to sign him for? If they if they sign him, I guess that's good. But like, what if they overpay or, the shit? Out yeah. Of him? I mean, so, or like we we talked about with Steven, and you'll hear later in the interviews, they could flip him. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a crazy move. I, I don't think you you see that often in the NHL, but it, like, it's a smart one. And just talking to Steven for a little bit, he, he's a smart guy. So it's a good, good I idea. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I think I kind of like to trade better for Vancouver. Um, I, I see what the Islanders are doing. They needed to make a splash. They get a guy who's a little more dynamic, a good, a really good goal scorer. Um, but I just don't know, like, you know, does that put the Islanders over the edge? I mean, they're still out of I mean, a playoff spot. They're right still now. in the race, though, right? So yeah, they are in the race. Two points so. out of a wild card. So, but there's no way they sniff a cup. No way, right? I mean, crazy. You just gotta get in. Crazy things happen, and True. they do. They do play like. I, I mean, I I haven't watched them play in a while. I feel like they still kind of play that trots style hockey. Um, with the head, freaking... their head coach now being their being the assistant coach, uh, with trots, um, and that's good playoff hockey that they play. You know, they've they've I, had Sizikas, Clutterbuck, and Martin on the fourth line for like ten years. They have Zach Parise, <laughs> Johnston. The they have Zach Parise. Oh my god! He's still playing. Yeah, really. Yeah, I do know. they? Like, like they I feel like. Who uh, else did they take from the Devils? Uh, what's his name? God damn! I think he retired. Paul Mary. They took yeah. Paul Mary, but he's then still the, there. Who was Andy the other Green. Guy? Andy Green. Andy no, Green, the other Andy one. Green. Dude, that's two that came from the Devils. I thought there was the another Islanders. one. Uh, I, I have his face in my. Okay, I'll figure it out. Don't worry, guys. They have a uh, Sebastian Aho. 
Yeah, they have Sebastian. Yeah, the other one. one. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> but Sor- uh, Sorokin is so goddamn good that he could, you know, get hot in the playoffs and just take him. Yeah, dude. Take yeah. Sorokin is a top three goalie in the league. I'm convinced. Yeah, no, I I, I can agree. With I don't that. know. Probably You're right. Him, Vasilevsky. Shesterkin has been shit this year, so. I guess yeah, the Rangers are shit, so. Because loving just... every second, it's awesome. I thought I think I predicted them to win the division, but not looking good. <laughs> good one, you win, Coop. You win some, you, you got Ash the blues, one. you got the blues one right, and the Jets. I think I was on that with you, so it yeah. Was Tra- Travis Zajac, who is who I was trying to think of, uh, they took like oh. half that New Jersey roster. Speaking of Jets, hockey legend and Hall of Famer Bobby Hull has passed away. R.I.P. One of the best Blackhawks of all time. Blackhawks and Jet. Golden Jet, baby. Yeah. Sorry, that felt like a good segue, but now it's just depressing. Should we talk about Trevor Zegers now? (laughs) Yeah. DG, would you care to lead us in? Yeah, sure. So, uh, I mean, obviously there's been some Trevor Zegers drama going around uh, the social networks of late. Uh, Apparently, during a game against – who are they playing against? Was it the Jets? Vancouver. Coyotes. Oh, yeah. It was Anaheim versus the Coyotes. Um, yep. Basically, Zegris and Stetcher got into a tussle, and apparently Zegris said something to him, and it's kind of uh, chirped him, and Stetcher got heated about it, like more heated than you normally see a player get heated when it's just, you know, regular game chirps. He went after him. Um and after the game, I guess it came out that like he might have said something about Stetcher's dead. There was father. a lot of conjecture. Yeah, it was yeah. people trying was, to read his lips. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's exactly. such a joke. That is such a yeah. joke. I mean, which anyway, there's a reason people to, make parodies of that. Yeah, to take it's ridiculous to bring up the dude's dead dad and then try to make it a big story when you don't know for a fact that that's what happened. It's fucked up beyond, on your part because your brain went up. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. weird behavior. It's like having your mind in the gutter. You were thinking the absolute worst possible thing he could have said to him to get him mad, and that's what you believed was said. And honestly, I watched it when people were saying, like, oh, they said, like, is your dad watching was, like, the quote. And I watched it. I'm like, that is clearly it not did. what he is saying. It does not look like he's saying that. I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but it doesn't look like he's saying that. He pointed up. He may have said the word watching. But who knows what the fuck else he said? He might have not even pointing up. I think he was like just making like a circle yeah. with his hands, like I, I like I'm gonna rile you up. I, like I don't know. Who knows what he said? I'm sure it'll come out eventually. Yeah. Who he knows just if it'll be hand, during yeah. the cream always season. rises to the top. Um, I think the guy that originally, Craig Morgan, the guy that originally like put it out there that that possibly could have been it, came back and said that it wasn't. It was confirmed by, uh. Arizona or Anaheim, I don't know who that. What a fucking it, it moron! What then, does it take to get good like reporters nowadays? Like honest reporters. I think a Everyone lot of wants reporting to be first. is no one wants to be nowadays. accurate. Yeah, so it's, just it's so clicked. disingenuous. It's so annoying. Yeah, they're all scumbags. Shit. Leave that shit for evil gritty. Not all scumbags. Yeah, jokes. You know, ninety-five percent so, scumbags. Yeah, it was the Coyotes that confirmed that that's not what he said, but he had crossed the line with some quote-unquote very inappropriate comments and stature has declined to comment on the topic well i mean he got a 10 minute misconduct ended up scoring the overtime winner <laughs> but i guess he uh 
I guess he got his punishment. All right. Let's get into postgame, boys. First topic here. We got a little debate. Uh, it was thrown out on the high and wide network this previous week. Kimo Timonen or Eric Desjardins? I think the answer is obvious, but I would love to hear you guys talk about it. Can you keep your tongue in your mouth and not like wish it around like that? Like you, you, you stick your tongue at, yeah. Like, you want to be like that guy uh, in the stands of the Tampa Bay game? I did not see no, that. He's like, have you ever <laughs> seen, no, dude, have you ever seen, have you ever seen, no, have you ever seen 21 Jump Street where yeah. they were on the drugs and he can't put his tongue back in his mouth? Like, <laughs> teacher's trying to put it back in. That's what Coots was <laughs> like just now. <laughs> Michael Jordan. But, uh, what, the Michael Jordan guys, of the pod. <laughs> what side of the coin do you guys sit on here? Chemo or Eric Desjardins? The thing I mean, is, I didn't I, see yeah, enough of Desjardins. of Desjardins. Like, I, but I don't like, think we need was... to see it to know. I, I, mean, I say Desjardins. I say Desjardins, uh, too. I, I don't even have to have seen him play in his prime. Like, I was obviously way too young. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you, the fact that you guys just said Desjardins, like, I'm going to say chemo now just for the art of just debate, just because. Yeah, that's fine. Just because, you know, he was a, you know, he was, he, was the, he was the premier puck moving defenseman for a lot of good playoff teams for us. When did he come over here? 2007 in that uh, Nashville trade. And then he, I don't know when he, he got, we traded him to Chicago, I think in 2013, maybe? 2015. Oh, 2015. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was with us. He was on all of those playoff teams. He was quarterback in the power play. Good shot. Good puck mover. I don't know. I mean, I think you guys have a point. I was going to say Desjardins, and I did not expect DG to say Desjardins, which yeah. kind of threw off my mojo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I mean, I'm go with. Off... Go ahead. I agree. I, agree. I was I just going to say, like with Johnny, like I didn't watch Desjardins play, so I would say I would say Teamenden just because. I got a question for you guys. I mean, I could I'm be sure it is. Sorry, De- Looking at their numbers, very similar numbers, like almost exactly similar. the same numbers. I just think Desjardins was more of a number one defenseman. Like yeah. every year he's on the Flyers. Uh, I, I don't know about Montreal, but he was the number one guy. And I feel like Team Inan was the perfect number two guy. I don't think he'd be a number one on, you know, your average NHL team. I also think they're very, they're like different players, different times. Yeah, I mean, it's I tough. It's different. It's... I think that that Desjardins was stronger probably two-way, if I recall, because I saw the latter half of his career um, when he – or I remember the latter half of his career with, when it was last year's the Flyers. But, you know, I like I like I don't think Kima was a liability defensively. I just, you know. He's more offensive-minded. He was just more offensive-minded. He did his job mm. better than, you know, I think Kimo's, you could argue, top – six top five defensemen in flyers history they played Probably. against each other they did yeah. play against each other they had a did few they? years yeah oh and desjardin was with the flyers and chemo was with the Team, predators Team was yeah. 98, 98 to 2007 and then i think that's when desjardin left the league in 07 so they have some crossover there played to 07 i would have yeah, thought it was six was his last year oh six oh six well, yeah, um, probably, yeah, probably the lockout, Coots. Uh, I, yeah, probably, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I got a quick that, question before we hop into the next topic. What, where does the nickname Rico come from? I saw people throwing that around. I, I, I didn't get it. That's his nickname. I got no idea. Like, I, I don't. Might be a French thing. I have no idea. Do you got? 
you got it, say, or are we just we just don't know? <laughs> I don't know, Eric, Rico, Eriko. I don't know. Eh, you know what? That's you got something there. <laughs> I mean, uh, we lo- hockey guys love throwing it out at the end. You're right. It so could I have just been just one of those Eric. nickname things, and they just I think it you know, just stuck. I don't think letter. there's. That makes sense. Yeah. Had to just had to overthink that one, didn't you? But uh, all right, it's so, like Edzo, like for for Eddie Olchek, like. <laughs> I think yeah, I think we got two more topics here. Do you guys want to talk about the upcoming All Star game and nope. festivities? Nope. Don't care. Don't care. Good luck to Kevin Hayes. I hope he provides a lot of good content in the content game, not the All Star game. It's a content game. I really like Kevin what. Hayes. Uh, Ellis said about making it more interesting, though. Yeah, well, I guess we can leave that Stay to the interview. To, to the know, interview, entice people to keep yeah. listening. But <laughs> John, Johnny's curious now too. Yeah, you're gonna, have to, you're to gonna have to give it a view, buddy. You're gonna have to listen. Oh, you don't have to listen to yourself talk, which is a plus. So, um, all right. Plus. plus, last topic before we head out of here to the Stephen Ellis interview: the Philadelphia Eagles going back to the Super Bowl. Five years after they won it. Go birds. Pretty good. Go birds. I was at Xfinity for that for the NFC championship. Electric atmosphere. Great time. I tailgated also. Did you see Bosa? It's great. No, I I didn't see Bosa, but I saw the video and it was it made my day. It was very hilarious. Dude, he is rattled. That guy was dude, he's yeah, they he's like he's like the stereotype. Dude, he's like the stereotype of big dumb jock, dude. Immediately brings up money, which was I thought was hilarious. Immediately brings up that he's rich. (laughs) Scumbag. Would love him on the Eagles, but he's a scumbag. Uh do you guys do you guys think that it was arguably the easiest road to the Super Bowl? possibly ever because like i think yeah but i think no matter what they deserved to be there anyway so it doesn't matter yeah no i, I mean every I, team had a good yeah. two points i agree i just think they were the best team all year they rolled over every fucking team they played well well dude it's like winning in the nfl is so hard like every game isn't easy i mean granted one of our losses came with Gardner Minshew at the helm too that cowboys game i mean i think we have jalen hurts we win that game just I think that's just the nature of it, but I mean, I like I don't think there is such thing as an easy road. It's, I mean, we've won both games pretty handedly. I mean, in the playoffs, so far. I think the total was like sixty-eight to fourteen score between the first, the two playoff games, which is just even if Brock Purdy did not get injured, the Eagles it was actually sixty-nine. Yeah, thirty-eight. It was sixty-nine. Nice, sixty-nine. Um. I think the Eagles dominated anyway. Like, yeah, I mean, even if line and D line was better than dude, they got to both quarterbacks in the NFC. They hurt both quarterbacks in the (laughs) NFC Championship game. Well, I mean, totally legally, totally legally. Oh, it's people, the 49ers fans saying that that was a cheap shot and that the NFL, I saw some guy going off that the NFL needs to protect against, protect quarterbacks against the chop when they're throwing. But it's like, what the hell are we doing now? You can't, it's you can't like, go after the ball. Them. You can't hit them. You can't go for their feet. Yeah. Can't Might as well play flag but dude, they should have. Dude, yeah. But dude, I don't know what Shanahan. I don't know what Shanahan was doing, dude. dude like literally, they were putting the backup tight end against put... Sean Reddick. <laughs> well, that too, and like, why would you put Purdy back in if you know he can't throw? Just put literally let Christian McCaffrey run like a wildcat or something. They did a couple. At least plays, gives you but... a threat. Like it's there was like, no threat that was so throwing. dumb. Yeah. 
But I think at that game, they were just like down three they touchdowns. Gave like, Dude, but it's also like Purdy's healthy the entire game. The defense, the 49ers number one defense in the league did not stop the Eagles from scoring. Put up 31 points. Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a couple of, I mean, you can argue. Yeah. Maybe a couple of those short fields and then, and then you can bring like, up the Devontae Smith, Smith catch, drop, but it's just I like, mean, all right, dude, you dropped it. it. Fucking challenge it then. The drop is on San Fran and the coach. Yeah. So, fucking challenge yeah, 100%. it. percent. And um, if you if you didn't get the review down in time, you see how fast he's calling all the players to to run the next play. Challenge it. It's a big fourth down, first drive. Well, yeah. dude, I mean, I mean, looking ahead to it, the Super Bowl. This is like you can't get more headlines than this, too. Like Andy Reid, obviously, all the history he had with Kelsey, the Eagles, Nick Sirianni, the Kelsey Bowl. Nick Sirianni got fired from Andy Reid's staff, I think, early in his career, coaching career. Just a lot of good it's stuff. Be a test. Two, Dude, I just, good game. Dude, I want Hassan Reddick to just bury Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> well, just Mahomes is a little, them, little gimpy too. Dude, a little injured. Dude, let the dogs run. Did you guys see the run thing that uh, it's he can't played. move? The game's being played in Arizona at State Farm Stadium, and oh, yeah. who is the number one spokesperson or two spokespersons for the State Farm? You've been watching company. too much. Uh, part of my take. The, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is where that came from. <laughs> but uh, what what do you guys think is going to happen here? Because I think. Go birds. I think, I think, the Eagles, I think so birds are gonna win, dude. So do I. Birds are gonna I think win. they have the better team. The only thing they don't have a better is quarterback and tight end, I guess, because Kelsey's Kelsey. Well, dude, if our if we just don't play conservative defense and we just attack, literally, he can't move. He didn't move at all in the AFC championship game. He moved a little. Okay, fine. Moved a little bit, made a lot of good, made a couple good plays, but I think majoritively his stats outside the pocket were horseshit. Yeah. The only time Mahomes moved was when he needed to and he got that first down. Which yeah. Helped put them uh in field goal position a lot of bad calls yeah, a lot of penalties yeah. in both games the the officiating should be very very interesting for this game usually they let the best see. officials you know do the super bowl though so we'll see <laughs> yeah, yeah that'll make a difference <laughs> i think uh next time we have an episode here it's going to be decided so yep. do you guys want to yeah. throw out some uh some guesses to the final score before we. Oh, I haven't really thought about the score. I've, I've just, I was just thinking money line. Um, 38 <laughs> Eagles. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a. I think it's gonna be a slugfest, dude. I think it's gonna be. I'm thinking high scoring too, Z. Fuck, that's a good score you just did. Um, thirty one, thirty four Eagles. Tight. Good to see you alive. Twenty seven, twenty seven, twenty four Eagles. He's loading. Wait, fourteen to three. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really the guess football guy, so just make up a number. What dude. a fucking guess, bro! <laughs> you go out and drink podcast. every dude. You drink every yeah, Sunday. That's, you just does that to football, drink. I do. I, I I'm not there for football. He's there for drinking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, I think like twenty eight to thirty two. It's good. <laughs> Which team? We all said 32. The same. <laughs> 32? <laughs> How are they getting 32 points? There's safety? gonna be a safety. There's yeah. gonna be safety involved. Safety That's fair. extra point. Goals. Extra point. 28 a couple missed extra points. The two point conversion. I said 27 24, so I think I was the lowest pick score yeah. there. Yeah. I wonder what the over is. We all said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the football pod. Clearly. All right. I think we did a good job. Right, guys. Let's send it over to Stephen Ellis. Go birds. How's it going, man? Not bad. Thanks for coming on. 
Yeah, thanks for jumping um, on with us. Yeah, yeah, this is awesome, man. And uh, we know you got to head out in about an hour, so we'll try to get it like before that. Yeah, so you we'll probably worry. be done around eight, yeah. hopefully a little earlier than that. So and uh, yeah, so basically um, we have a, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about with you, a bunch of questions and stuff, and we know uh, you're really intelligent when it comes to prospects, so it's going to be sprinkled throughout, and uh, we're going to talk about the draft towards the end. Sure. So should be fun. Speaking of prospects, though, so we know <laughs> in your early days of. Uh, being an analyst, you uh, actually ran into our our friend here, Dalton. Uh, yeah, <laughs> blades. good days, good times back in high school. Yeah, good. So, do you actually oh, remember yeah. Dalton? Yeah, yeah, that. that. Yeah, yeah. All like, right. It was you and Bennett, and uh, we were hoping you were going to say line no. was amazing. <laughs> we had we did have a really good top line. Uh, we're actually going to try and get was, uh, uh, a cloud and uh, what's his name, Benny, on here yeah, too. Yeah, but he's a he played in the Spangler Cup. He's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Boys, boys, I literally, I literally would get the puck on the wing and just throw up to this guy, Chris Bennett, and he just would dangle through like four people and score. Or, or he would dangle through four people and set me up for a one timer or something because I, I, I did have a good shot. So I, I was there, I was there five <laughs> years, the Blades, and that was the probably the best line, but the team didn't make the playoffs that year, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, they did. Yeah, we didn't make the playoffs. Well, we had we had that uh final death uh sudden death. That game was game. That was remember that? Dude, that game was yeah. awesome. I, I had two genos. <laughs> Scouts didn't hear about that game though, I guess. So I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> do you uh do you recall what uh do you recall what Cootsie's prospect profile looked like back in the day? <laughs> 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 This is an audio podcast. So right, for everyone that's listening, getting he cut. was just shaking his head now. That, that's getting <laughs> cut. That's getting cut. <laughs> no, we're keeping it in. Um, um. So is that is that where you started with your you know your so career? It was like I started with the Oakville Blade. Yeah, I, I did a my own podcast when I was in grade eight, and I kind of just kept going. And then I oh, wanted wow. to get into hockey media, so I just uh, my friend was the mascot with the Blades at the time, and he's just like, "Hey, like they're looking for a writer." I'm like. Perfect. I want someone to write, so I kind of just went from there. Wow, I don't even remember. Yeah, what was who your was mascot? mascot? So you... this was this was he was my co-host actually. He became a hockey scout, um, Brendan Saunders. Um, so he was, oh, yeah, awesome. he was. He had the perfect personality for it because he was about as strange as it gets. But he said after the third <laughs> time a kid peed on him, that was enough. <laughs> oh, we did the fans. Wait, were what? Nuts. What was your mascot? So. Oh geez, what's it? it was a raccoon oh, thing. Um, I don't even remember that. I do not. <laughs> I have no recollection. I still go to that. Blades games from time to time, and I'm like, I actually forget what it's called because they, they the mascot got really lame like two years into my time there. Uh, it was like some new get person, and like they, I don't know if it was like a sixty year old woman or something because it barely moved. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm getting I'm, I'm getting pretty oh, sick man. of gritty lately. Anyway, so he's, he's been <laughs> trending south. Listen. Listen, yeah, we're listen. a Flyers based podcast, by the way. I don't know if you yeah, figured yet. Makes sense. Think. Yeah. <laughs> so the hat. Going on here. Yeah. That's that's one. Of, I have eighty jerseys. Flyers are one of the few I don't have, but I, I can send you my Drew or my Goss Despair. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have good memories of those guys anymore. <laughs> no, I, I grew up a big Scott Lawton fan. Yeah. Uh, because he's he. Uh, I played road hockey nice. a few times. The genius. The sergeant. Oh wow. I, I remember watching him um for, with the generals, yep. right? Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. he's from Oakville. Yeah, guy he's was from Oakville. So he grew him up and there. Boone. And he because he grew up 
like John Tavares, Sam Gagne, all of like they live really close to each other, and he was kind of a couple streets over, and then I was not far from that. Oh, so wow. I, uh, oh, I, I wow, learned nice. how to be a yeah, professional hockey uh... player from them. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just sat and uh, pretty much watched. I, I just did, and then you know I just I decided <laughs> to translate that skill into NHL video games instead of on the ice. And... <laughs> hey, that's probably a wise choice. Wait, it was, it was him and Boone Jenner, right, on that team, and was DJ Smith the coach? Oh, probably sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I like Boone Jenner. Ottawa He's a good player. Anyway, and then after after the Blades, where did so, you end up? You I did Blades up... for five years, and then I my fifth year, I also started working for the North Oak Rangers. Uh, because the um mm. the guy who was doing the Blade social media or not Blade social uh, commentary, uh, Jamie Nugabauer, he. It's like he's leaving, so he asked me to take over. So that was a lot of fun. And then did my own TV show on Leafs TV, Kojiko for a bit, Rogers, mm. and then uh, went to Ryerson uh, University in Toronto for four years. And then everything kind of went after that. Awesome. Well, I, so Leafs TV, is that like part of the actual – like you know, Yeah, Leafs? so the Toronto Leafs, like they had their own TV channel. And um, it was kind of – it was like owned oh, wow. by like the local networks and stuff, for like Rogers and Bell and – uh, so it was more of a way it was that was our that was kind of where I put most of the OJHL interviews we would do and uh, so that was kind of like here's like the next wave and we interviewed a couple guys that went somewhere like Jake Wallman was one of them um, yeah he's with the Blues right the no? yeah uh, Detroit or, now now he's playing really well good Detroit. yeah he got traded yeah. Detroit and yeah then, yeah Detroit just picked up a lot own. of Blues players yeah yeah they were I was trying to remember when how that worked out but it was him and then Jack LaFontaine played some games for the Hurricanes and then the one that was a probably, I, I don't know if you'll remember it, but Matt Luff, he basically said like, hey, like you should come interview me. But this was when he was an AP with the Blades. So he was just like a prospect, didn't even make the team. And I'm like, yeah, maybe later. Well, unfortunately, later was him signing in the OHL and we never had that chance. And then he went to everything that's happened in his career. What it, when it's sorry, it's kind of funny because you mentioned Matt Luff. Matt Luff was literally the first NHL we ever had on our podcast. Yeah, so he's, he's, a, he's what a, a guy. He rocks. We, had, um, uh, when, we had Luff and Danforth on, and then they both got injured like almost immediately after we aired the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danforth is one of my favorites. We're talking Justin Danforth, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we yeah, yeah, got yeah, yeah. named to the World the Team Canada World Championship roster a couple of years ago, and like no one knew who he was. And then, but he had just signed of Columbus and he was going over there. And um, I and I was go, trying to interview. Um, he's awesome. He, he's super cool. It was awesome to see him make it and make guy. the NHL afterwards. But I was trying to work with his agent to get a story done, and his agent's like, "Oh yeah, like just call him at this time." I'm like, "But that'll be the second period of the game he's currently playing, and I don't think he's answering." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no, just try anyways." I call him. Shockingly, he didn't answer. Um, but eventually it worked <laughs> out. But and that story did really well actually for the hockey. Team. <laughs> yeah, twenty nine year old rookie. Or 28 at the time. Like a kid, I can't he remember. really went for but, the trenches. Like he was like ECHL. Like he went everywhere. Yeah. He was he having a good little year. Bit. And he was having a good year this year, too. Like point every other game. Yeah. He's kind of like the, the late bloomer you just um, got to cheer for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you, um when when Matt Luff was the AP and like a 16-year-old, did you, did you have any idea or did you think that he'd be an NHL? No. So there was, uh, I, I remember watching him play in a OMHA. So like the under 16 level. And I remember seeing him play in this tournament. And I think he had like the most goals in the tournament, but I felt like he was scoring in every shot. Cause this guy knew how to shoot. And it, it showed when he made it yeah, oh yeah. to the NHL and he was scoring every game in the first few games when he started with LA. But um, no, I got like, that's the thing I didn't want to interview. Cause I didn't think he was that good at that point. <laughs> I, I, 
it's like the, that was the one interview I said no to, and then it becoming like the guy who actually went to the NHL. And there was another one I think it was Alex Bishop who played for the um, the Hamilton Red Wings at the time, and he ends up going to be an AP with the the Leafs or an AP uh, emergency backup with the Leafs won the game. So um, wow, yeah, no, I I did not expect him to be as good as he ended up becoming. Hear that, boys. He uh, interviewed me over uh, Luffy back then. <laughs> there was a there was a bad tendency uh, where I would interview players and they would either um, get a hat trick that night or get suspended. And there was a few guys who got suspended like the night we were supposed to interview them for their Phillies TV. And it's like, oh yeah, look, I'm free to do this now in the middle of the game. It's like, I guess, yeah, like you're not playing the rest of the night. And uh, but then yeah, there was like. It was it was never for goalies. It was like you always lost your next game after we did a TV interview. So, do you remember? It's just like the podcast, you come on this podcast, you get injured. Yeah, be week. careful, man. <laughs> be careful after <laughs> this. <laughs> um, and then now you're with uh the Daily Face yeah. Off. So yeah, right? when I went to after I finished Ryerson, I I had an internship with the the Hockey News when I was there, and that was kind of like the dream place to work. And then nice. I moved out to Calgary to go work for uh, the Canadian Press and. Um, my girlfriend who was still in Toronto at the time, she gets interviewed for, um, basically the same job. I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. Well, it turns out they were getting rid of the department out in Calgary and moving them all to Toronto. So her getting hired was me getting let go. Um, but we didn't know that. So that was pretty funny. Um, but then I, I, I didn't work for a few months, uh, did some freelance stuff. I went to the hockey news. I was, uh, there from 2019 until, uh, just this past September. And, uh, that was awesome. Great time. But yeah, daily face off. I just, that's kinda, cool. That kind of came across during the world juniors. They're based in Edmonton. And I just met with them when I was there and kind of worked out. Are you in Edmonton now? No, Toronto, downtown Toronto. So I, I'm uh, from, from okay. my, um, my, my, uh, uh, wherever I live in, uh, this place I live in, uh, a condo, uh, you can see Scotiabank arena <laughs> where the Leafs play. So it's, oh, it's nice. a wow. That's cool. You Leafs fan. Grew I grew up a Canadians fan. Um, okay. but I would, so I, I would say I, I, the team I always tell people I cheered for was team Canada, but I'd say, yeah, I was like, I grew up the Habs. My dad was a Leafs fan and I didn't like the Leafs jersey. So I'm like, and they kept losing <laughs> and this was like, Oh, three, Oh, four. One of the few yep. memories I have of them early on was losing to Philadelphia in the playoffs, being like yeah. Sam captain looking really good and stuff. And I think it was, would have been Robert Esch in it. Um, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Just ended up becoming a. I didn't like them. I liked the Habs, and kind of just grew into that. So it was kind of <laughs> weird then doing that, stuff for the Leafs eventually. That's kind of how like the same age as us. We all remember that like oh four oh three series two earlier when I think Recky had the game winner, and then Ronick had the same kind of goal after uh, Tucker leveled Captain. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, good times for us. Not for the Leafs uh, faithful, but. But That's um, about the last yeah. time we had good times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, twenty ten was, was pretty fun. cool. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Um, so as far as I guess we'll move on to like the prospect pools, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. Talk about like you know who who do you think in the league like top five prospect pools right now? Would you say top five? I'd say right now I'm loving Anaheim's. Um, they've got yeah, one of the yeah. best where it's like every time I, I do this thing every week where it's the prospect uh, roundup, just looking at the best prospects, like 10 or so prospects from around the world that are kind of catching my eye And every week. It feels like I'm talking mm-hmm. about a different Anaheim Ducks defenseman. Um, so like, I love that they've got, um, Pavel Bindyukov, uh, Yukov, who's like just destroying the OHL this year. 
Um, Owen Zellweger's looking really good. Uh, good couple mm-hmm. of junior performances. Um, and they got some decent young guys, which is why when people ask me who I think I would like to see Connor Bedard go to, you throw him, think about the skill that he has and what he showed to the juniors and put him beside Trevor Zegras. And Zegras is a great goal scorer, but he's an incredible playmaker. He knows how to make those passes. Yeah. You get those two yeah. guys working together mm-hmm. and you throw in like a Troy Terry as your third guy uh, or Mason McTavish and bring that size yeah. in. And it's like, no one's stopping that group. They just need to figure out their goalie situation, which I think yeah. they've got some good guys. Anaheim's the one that I'm really looking forward to. Um, but uh, mm. I think who else would I really like? LA was kind of like the, for a few years, I want everyone needed to be like LA. Um, they were the, mm-hmm. the like when Byfield was drafted and Turcot. And I don't think LA's like turned out to be as good as it possibly could. Um, but they're yeah. looking good. There's actually, there's enough. Columbus has got another good one too. They just don't have a. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure between the AHL, NHL, ECHL, Junior, the Blue Jackets have like a combined one and a half good goalies. It's like kind yeah. of a rough situation there. So them getting Bedard would probably help, but I don't know if that fixes them. Who's your gut gut feeling for Bedard? Who's I'm, I'm going? thinking it's Anaheim. Um, at the same time, Chicago. Like I wonder if they get Bedard if the if they're going to try to say to Patty Kane and stuff like. <sighs> Don't like we don't want to trade you if you're willing to just hold on here. We'll sign you for cheap, but you get to play if Connor Bedard is your center next year. I think mm-hmm. that happens if, but it's like Chicago or Anaheim. Um, but if, Chicago. if Florida keeps sucking, <laughs> Montreal, like the thing, I don't know how many people know, but Montreal and Florida, Florida's in the lottery, they get to combine uh, the odds. So Montreal get like super odds essentially. Um, Wait, why is so that? because be, because yeah. you. The they get Florida's. Year. They get Florida's balls, so they get basically whatever. So right now, I think it's nine and a half percent of the odds, which is good for fourth. Uh, so, like Montreal could have really That's good odds good. if they both continue to suck. And in Montreal, they're uh, they add a new player to the injured reserve every night. So, you know, the funny thing is that could have been the Flyers because the 2023 first probably would have came back for G yep. last year. If Florida didn't trade with Montreal right beforehand. Yeah, you yeah, know, so. like, like I know a lot of people, I defended that deal at first saying like, if this is what Florida thinks takes to win the Stanley cup, adding Sherrod, fine. I don't think anyone expected them to be a bottom 10 team this year. And so like, to me, that was still worth the risk, but now it looks really stupid when it bedards on the table here. I mean, yeah. they kind of, I mean, they traded for Kachuk, but they kind of like blew it up a little bit, getting rid of uh, Uyghur yeah. and Huberto. Losing Uyghur when your goalies yeah. are as... I think that was huge. Yeah, I mean, losing Uyghur when your goalies are as temperamental as Bobrovsky and then Spencer Knight still trying to figure his way around. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a terrible idea. And it's like you, Kachuk could end up being the best player, but the second tier of that being the second best player, you traded him away. And Huberto's not playing great. Uh, he he, he no, could still not, get but... 60 something points this year, which is a big down year for him. But trading away the guy that was like your stable force on defense, uh, when Aaron Eckblad gets hurt every three days, and then there's like yeah. Brandon yeah. Montour <laughs> yeah. is, is playing great, but that's not who you want as your number two defenseman. Uh, losing no, Uyghur yeah. was just like, did you really have to trade him? I, I'm not convinced. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, they didn't want to pay him. That... I, I think it's kind of like maybe what happened to us, Cal, like Florida probably said like, oh, we think like this is what's going to take. And then Florida's like, or Calgary's like, uh, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll take that because you're taking, taking away Huberto, who was 
you know, like one of the top scorers last year and Kachuk, yeah. who was obviously as good as he was like, that could have been a one for one deal. And yeah. Like what the hell? <laughs> yeah. It was a crazy trade. I was I was you, I was visiting then, uh, somebody in the hospital that day when that trade happened. It was like it was like almost one in the morning, I think, when that deal happened. God, this is... Are you are you breaking trades at all? Uh, not not in NHL. We we kind of have a we we have Frank Cervelli who works who I work yeah. with. He's kind of the the yeah. guy who does it. So like he'll tell us stuff that like isn't public yet, and we're not supposed to tell anybody. So it's kind of like it's interesting to see that stuff. But it's um it's gonna mm-hmm. be uh, I'll say I'm not convinced this is gonna be a huge trade deadline. Oh, you're not okay. Who do you think will be the biggest splash? Well, it would have been Bo Horvat. Um, and I'm not, you know, yeah. like like I feel like that. And thoughts I feel on like that, that yeah. deal happens only if there's an eight year extension on top of it. So I'm convinced that is going to happen. But if we get like if they mm-hmm. wait a while, I wonder if they end up just trading him again, uh, getting all the assets you can and get more. Yeah. Like I, I like Adirati. I don't think that was an expensive. Like thing to like that was not very expensive to bring him in. If you can get him on maybe even a four year deal and not a huge cap, maybe that looks great mm-hmm. because the issue is you kind of run into the trap of every year there's a 27, 28 year old guy who's unrestricted free agent for the first time in their career putting up these great numbers. And then, and then what? Like the, you, you overpay for them for a long term deal. Like Kadri yeah. was like 32 and he mm-hmm. signs this long term deal and uh, he already looks like he's regressed significantly. Um, Granted, Calgary as a whole has, but it's like those are deals you just don't make. So it's it's a big risk. But the Islanders must think they still have the ability to keep going forward. They got one of the best goalies in the league. They got some solid defense. You know, Barzell, guys like that. Maybe this is what they think is the missing piece. But at the same time, I'm not sure they needed to be that aggressive buying and they didn't give a huge return. But if like they don't end up signing uh Horvat, the deal's gonna look really stupid. Yeah, Lamoureux is pretty yeah. conservative though. I don't think he would have made that deal without having some assurance that he would sign long-term with them. Unless, like you said, they're going to flip him. Yeah, which is a maybe, but I'm not. not... Yeah, which is a maybe. I think the weirdest thing about that trade is the fact that he's still going to represent the Canucks in the All-Star game. I saw that today. I was very confused. Is that confirmed? I've seen conflicting (laughs) reports on that. There's been, I think it was, I want to say it was ESPN said that that's not the case anymore. So, but I don't know because it's like, People are pointing out it's like, oh, they would have made had all the pr- promo stuff for him. It's like, well, like just yesterday, like Chandler Stevenson took yeah. over for yeah. Matty Beniers. So I don't think that's yeah actually a concern, but I, it seems like there's conflicting reports on how that's going to be handled. It's kind of like when John Scott got named as a Coyote, got traded to Montreal, but, but then they sent him down yeah. to the AHL, so yeah, he wasn't allowed yeah, yeah. to use his Canadians jersey, so he had to use just an NHL jersey or like a blank. Like, they all were NHL, but he couldn't have the logos yeah, but, on the side the or whatever. Skills competition and stuff. That know. was a fun time of the year. That was. That was have like you seen his interview where he talked about ever. it? Like with the yeah, they did like not treat him well. well they like tried everything to get him to not go. Yeah, because right? well, he, he was just like and to the point where he didn't want to go. Like he had no interest. Yeah, well, he he thought it was a joke. Yeah, he's he's but, like, which it kind of was, was and he, I, I think he didn't the... want to be the butt of the joke in the end. Yeah, so, yeah, like I don't blame him. Like that's that was the yeah. whole thing was like insulting. But then he went out there and was MVP, which you know the pays for that, and you get cool things out of it. So like it's a cool yeah, story. A like he's remembered for that reason. So yeah, I think he made the most out yeah. of that moment. Yeah, I think he did everything. He's got well. a podcast now. He's doing yeah. well. Happy for him. I like I like that little fake fight he had with. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, that was good. See, All Star game. Yeah. Like, I don't care for the All Star game. Um, like when I went into St. Louis in 2020, it was more of I was excited to meet Green Day 
and like they're my favorite band. So I got to, I got to meet them. Got to see they did like an extra show that they didn't televise. I got to see that. And, That's cool. Um, that was super cool with the All Star Game. Like I couldn't tell you anything that happened in it. Yeah, they need to do a better job like making it an event. Well, see, I, I have a like couple the NBA, well, I have a couple ideas. So have you guys played uh, Three's Eliminator in any of the NHL games? Yeah. Yep. Do yeah. that. Like go taking goals away, taking like adding extra goals. Yeah, money, money puck. puck. Yeah. Money puck. Uh, full contact with no fun. penalties. Like guys just absolutely demolish. Like my my team, <laughs> my team were all like diamond ones because we figured out if you're just these six foot four guys that can skate and yeah. you win every you're game. Power forward. Um, but then yeah. we yeah. um the the other idea is if you tie charity money towards every goal. So it's something where like, let's say Connor, uh, Connor McDavid goes out there and scores three goals. And each goal is like $10,000 towards a charity in his name. Well, players aren't going to want to go out there and get $0 for their charity. Right. Yeah. So they're yeah. all going to try their ass off. The concept. That's a great idea. I love that idea. My, the only idea I had about it was they should go back to the world versus North America. I think that'd be fun again. Too. Yeah, I, th- I think that'd be cool, but they can't just like without anything on the line. It's just like, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the tough. It's like, what, what maybe you can make it like, uh, if the world wins, they like, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how there's they, got. I, I, you're right though. You're on the money with that. With the, with the, like the players thing. aren't going to want to look stupid when it comes to money involving charities. And a lot of players are very passionate about their, their charity work. Like, could you imagine if PK Subban was in the all star game? Given all the charity work he's done, he will go out there yeah. and be scoring be fifteen goals. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. the greatest game. I also like they got to go back to the players drafting their team. That was great. See that it's it's a, that was going awesome. back to like the John Scott. Like, what will be the big memory this year? Nothing. There's nothing kind of fun. Was it like Ovi? Ovi got drafted last and got a car. Or yeah. Something? Was it? Or was it Kessel the one year? <laughs> or was Kessel? Kessel. Like, like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Made the, like they made that so <laughs> that was, much. That was fun. funny. And that could be something where, like, if all everyone was in on it, it's like. Everyone agrees to not draft like Connor McDavid, and then that alone would be kind yeah, of a fun yeah. storyline. Yeah. And it's just like McDavid's like the final pick, and it's like what the heck? But like something fun like that to bring the excitement back, because now it just feels like it's just a party for everybody. Like I got like seeing like the I won't be there. I'll be doing some other stuff. But like the media events they're going on. Like I can tell you some of the media parties are absolutely nuts. We're talking like in some places they're their rooftop parties with lots of money spent, lots of, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of things I can't say. And it's yeah. like, just think about what the players are doing or what, the, like everybody else. So also games are fun for that, but it's becoming more of an off ice, what everyone in, in the industry gets to do more than like actually caring any bit about what I know. And a lot of the media are leaving mm. on a flight right before the puck drop of the actual game. Yeah, I mean, personally, I don't think I'm gonna watch a second of the All Star stuff, especially after TK got snubbed. <laughs> no, no flyer deserved. To be yeah, he's there, a big, he's a big TK guy. Are you uh, interviewing NHLers right yeah, now? So I do like a lot. Like I'm, I'm going to most Leaf games. Um, so I get to talk to players after that, cool. and uh, cool. like a lot of my focus is still prospects. That's always something I've really liked doing. But like, I've yeah, of like, course, I'm going to Switzerland in a few months for for the U18s to cover that and all the players there. But like, yeah, like I'll be I, like I've interviewed like you. They, they don't really do a ton of one on one interviews on game days. But like I've talked to McDavid, I've talked mm. to Matthews, talked to those guys like that. So which like going back to like starting with like the Oakville blades. And I was like terrified to ask anyone for an interview. And now I'm like, haven't asked these like superstar players for an interview. And it's like, that's, that's a jump. Yeah. 
you get nervous during those moments, like talking to McDavid or Matthews, or is there anybody that you actually get starstruck? No, um, I can't say so. That's never really been me. I'd say the it's always hardest to ask a coach a question because usually most are so cold. And I know, like, yeah, I know. We know if you (laughs) if you ask something slightly stupid you will be made an example. And and I miss, yeah. like, I, I've never had the opportunity to really do anything with Tortorella, except I asked him two questions at the World Cup of Hockey in, in 2016, and I was still in school. Like, I was skipping classes in university to go to it. <laughs> and wow. actually, the That's very awesome. first professional hockey player I interviewed was Wayne Gretzky. So that's a terrifying, that, that, that's <laughs> a very terrifying <laughs> first interview. Great. <laughs> what did you, wait, real quick. We can't just brush over that. Can we it, talk it, about it, that a little bit? Would you ask? It was kind of like he was part of. It was like the NHL doing their um, top 100 players of all time, and shockingly, he was number mm-hmm. one. And I asked him some questions because it was the World Cup of Hockey. Like looking at all the talent that you see on the 2014 Canada team, 2016 Canada team, 2010 Canada team. Like, which one would you want to be on the most? And he went and said, "Well, the the that's cool. The 87 Canada Cup. I'm like, that's a cup. Come on, you would rather play with." Yeah, (laughs) all the guys he played with. Like, yeah, boring answer. That is a cop out. That's a great. I I think he said 2010 was the team he wanted to play for. The team that won gold there, but um, it's like that. That was was terrifying because a couple of questions aired on TV on like on Sportsnet and everything. Wow, that's awesome. So scared. Oh, and that's on that whole thing with the World Cup. I. I skipped a class where they were supposed to take pictures of athletes. Well, I didn't realize in the um in the notes for the assignment, you had to take pictures of like the school, like school players and stuff. And hockey wasn't happening yet. So I didn't care to go watch like the soccer team. I'm like, I got access to the World Cup of hockey. I got pictures of Sidney Crosby attempting a lacrosse goal. Submitted those pictures. <laughs> There's got to be exceptions. Submitted those pictures, <laughs> immediately failed the assignment because my teacher oh, wanted pictures of athletes. I'm like, I got the access what? anybody in this school would be dying to get. And it doesn't matter. He is wow, the kid. Is... He could pass first. Well, I think you're doing. It, I think you're doing it's worked good out, anyway. But it, it, it was like that was that was so cool, and my teacher just didn't care. And now, now my te- the teacher, wow. he like loves my stuff, so it's fine. But it's like, uh, it That's it was funny. kind of. Oh, man, I, I thought that was I thought that was so cool. You got the torts treatment from that teacher. Yeah, it was like <laughs> I used to. I I will be the first to admit I didn't care one bit. Like for school, it was more of getting the connections I needed, and I can't like yeah. if there was a hot like I almost failed my very last class because of the North York Rangers OJHL playoff series, and I was doing the color commentary, and the games just happened to overlap. And it was like the first year North York I'd like made it to like the conference final, so it was like a long playoffs, and uh, we. Mm-hmm. They ended up losing, so it didn't matter. But it was like I almost failed university, uh, my very last class, because of it, when, when I already had a job that was contingent on me getting that. Graduating. I passed by like 2%. <laughs> but it's like because oh I missed so many assignments because I was out there doing these junior games. And uh, it was worth it, though. Hey, I mean, I feel like all of us have been there. Everybody gets senioritis. <laughs> it's yeah. like, see, on top of that, we also had uh, the Toronto Blue Jays were, like, good for the first time ever. And it was, like, everyone in the classes were, like, wanting to watch the games instead. And, like, eventually they're, like, no laptops allowed, like, just writing notes. Uh, and it felt weird because, like, wow. it was it was like a media class. So a lot of technology involved. And throw away the technology yeah. was because everyone wanted to watch the Blue Jays playoff run instead. That's Can awesome. we go back to uh, what happened with Torts when you asked yeah, him the yeah, question? Yeah. So I, I asked him a question, and he was actually really good. But I 
probably wanted to poop my pants more than any time in my life. <laughs> I was terrified. He reamed, I, I, he's reamed a few people. And out it was this me year. questioning, like I think it was like his usage of like Dustin Bufflin again. I think that's what the question was. And then I felt I asked a follow up, mm. and I'm like, oh my god, did I just ask something stupid? To the point where one of like the, the veteran reporters looked behind me. Oh, uh, he turned. And his head. I'm like, did I say something <laughs> stupid? And no, he was great. He was awesome. Wow, I was very that's awesome. So I. What year was that again? 2016. 2016. What was that again? So, 2016. Yeah. I will maintain he was still not the World right Cup. coach for the Philadelphia Flyers, and I'm though everyone is kind of seeing that right now. Uh, a guy that, what, guy what? that won the Cup in 04 yeah. and then didn't accomplish anything else after that is, a, I don't know, not not the guy I'd pick. Maybe not the, in my opinion, maybe not the right guy for right now, considering what we want to be like we want to suck yeah. i guess is like kind of where we're like, at at but that point like promote yeah, i think he's, he's done a good the, job he's made our team better at that point pay he's one of the, the players like 50 bucks to retire and just coach the team and just like wing it yeah. like let's do that <laughs> i think the one thing about flyer fans is we are a little refreshed with his honesty because chuck fletcher has pretty much left us in the dark with a lot of things so you know he pretty much was honest about or um Torello was pretty much honest about why we didn't get Cadrell, he's like, we're not ready. We, you know, he's a great player, but, but where Fletcher was like, just pretty much lying about the whole situation. So that's the one positive about him. But yeah, I don't think he was the right choice. I think we could have just stuck anyone there behind the bench right now. I will say, I will <laughs> yeah, say. I wanted to be down there. With Mike Anaheim, Yo, keep Yo there with Anaheim yeah. and Chicago and Arizona. I will say the guy that probably is my fair player in the elite interview is Carter Hart. And he made me a Carter Hart fan because mm. of it. I interviewed him before Canada played Denmark at a world junior game. And usually it was like pre-tournament game. And usually like in those cases, the players don't say much on morning skate. I had an hour long chat where we wow. literally like we were talking. He's like, Hey, let's just go sit like in the stands instead. Like, let's go just be like more comfortable. I'm like, okay. And he was, and this would have been, I was 19. So like I didn't have much experience and we talked for a good, and this was the 2018 world junior team. Um, so Thank God, obviously not the yeah. team that's not well yeah. <laughs> fondly remembered these days, but we were like and talked about like yeah. his favorite world junior memories and favorite goalie pads. And he like was telling me how like he would spend hours in NHL 15 or 16, just designing goalie pads and just making the coolest ones he could. <laughs> and he's a huge goalie nerd wow. and he's um, again, really, really nice guy. Um, uh, but then he was like telling me about how like he became a huge Peter Mrazek fan. Cause the way he celebrated it when the checks, uh, the juniors the year that he was in I think it was 2012 yeah. and in Hart was like local so he was at all the games and how important that was for him and he said he wanted to be in that tournament and six years later he's a starting goalie and they win gold and um, he became one of my Jeez. favorite players to watch and then like I'm a I, I love Spider-Man I love like Venom and Carnage so when he brought the Carnage helmet yeah. out a couple of years ago I was like this is the coolest thing ever but it was so yeah. short lived <laughs> I used it for like two months I think and then just switched and I was like think he had a hit a rough patch with yeah that. that's the thing i think <laughs> they, he played really bad this was like i guess yeah. this was right after the the would have been 20 the bubble year maybe maybe i don't know i just remember like everyone played bad yeah, that he year. switched helmets and had, like the worst save percentage in the league the, fl- the flyers are playing like shitty that year yeah it was <laughs> it was yeah, crazy so it, but he's i mean he's the reason why they win games he's a sweetheart too, and, yeah and then uh urson too has been yeah. playing great too I, Set Did not expect though. that. I'll say that, but hey, he's doing well. Yeah, so um, like, I guess talk about the Flyers a little bit. Um, who are your like, you know, 
main flyers prospects that you're looking at that think could act that could actually like make it into the league and be you know top six or top four defensemen or even goalies obviously they don't have one of my favorite prospect groups uh in the league definitely to me closer to the bottom um but i'm a big fan of tyson forrester i think that guy is one of the most confident shooters you'll see uh, i did a big deep dive on him before he got drafted and he was like Usually mm. for a shooter, they'll look like you look at Ovechkin. He doesn't score from everywhere on the ice. He scores in kind of his area, but he's really yeah. good at it. Tyson Forrester in his OHL draft year, like his goals were being like evenly spread out around the offensive zone to the point where he was shooting more than everybody. He had a low shooting percentage because of that. But when a guy's shooting so much, they've got the confidence to do that. And uh, mm. so I really appreciated that. So I thought that he was um he's a guy to really watch out for and i think he's playing really well this year i think he's got like i think i saw the stat he had a 0.69 uh, points per game average this year so pretty nice um cutter go <laughs> nice. Goche, big fan of him uh <laughs> think that he's gonna be like he wasn't one of my favorite prospects for the draft but i think he's gonna be a high impact player where won't be super flashy but he'll get it done uh and then i really like um oh, who's the guy from the emil andre um i yeah. he's playing really good in the swedish league this year um, and that world junior performance last year where he was like the top scorer, like goal scorer on Sweden, uh, which part, part of that was a indictment of how poor Sweden's offense was, but, but he was like needing to take charge and he did it. And he outplayed guys um, like Simon Edvinson. And I, I think there's something there. So uh, it's, it's again, not one of my favorite prospect bases, cool. but they got some decent ones. What do you yeah. think about, i oh, sorry, real quick, uh, not a prospect, but Owen Tippett coming into the shell a little more this okay year. so owen tippett was another one where kind of like luff it was like every time i watched him play in junior it felt like he scored uh and i think there was like i used to go to a lot of mississauga steelheads games and he scored i think every game i went to the one year um so i really was pulling <laughs> for him and he, he, he kind of obviously wasn't great in, in florida and he needed like kind of that little push and i think he's getting that now and I, I would have thought he would have had a bit more points this year, but I also didn't think Philadelphia would be this bad. Like I, my prediction was a 50 point season for him. And I think he's on pace to come just a little below that. Um, but yeah. this is a guy that I feel like you just, you keep giving the right guys and give him the chance to succeed with the confidence. Like he's proven at every level he could score. So uh, I'd say I, I love him personally. I think he's a great player and just got to keep taking those next steps. Yeah, I mean, cool. for me, we knew about his shot like coming in. I was surprised a lot by his speed this mm-hmm. year. He's been like really quick with the puck. One of the faster players on the team when he's puck handling. It's been, it's been nice to see. I think he's a bright spot on the team this year. Yeah, I think he's been a little inconsistent at times. Yeah, but shooters usually he's are. On, he's on. Yeah. Yeah, I remember looking. I think I there was a, a website I was looking at for stats, and it was like. It was like he was like one of the the cold players listed as cold because he was just going on all these like cold streaks and it's like when he scores he seems to do it in bunches. Uh, it feels yeah. like from what I've seen, but you guys would mm-hmm. obviously see him more. But uh, you know, I he he's not the guy that's going to drive the play, but he'll be someone where if you get if you got like the right guys around him, he'll finish it, and that's that's you need guys like that. Yeah, it's just as important. Yeah, I think him and like Morgan Frost this year playing together for a majority of it has been really good for both of their games. I think they've really gelled well together. I, I had a question. I was just kind of going through hockey DB board and, you know, Alex Nylander, you know, eighth overall pick still in the AHL with the Penguins, you know, for the Wilkes-Barre Penguins or whatever. What's going on with him? Like what happened? I there? was a huge fan of Alex Nylander. So I'm very disappointed <laughs> about that, but he, uh, 
I don't know how to put it other than he just kind of sucks. Um, he's, he's, he's a game. He's a guy that really relied on skill. And when he wasn't put in a skilled position, he wasn't good defensively and would really kind of float you. around a lot. Kind of like we did see from William Nylander early in his career. Um, it's just like the work ethic is not there. Mm-hmm. He's putting up decent points in the AHL, but he was a guy that when in that 2018 world junior tournament, he was like, a, they gave him a standing ovation in one of the games. Uh, because he was a Sabres prospect at the time. Now, uh, Sabres fans probably don't remember who he is. It's like, it just, what a, what a yeah, drop-off. Yeah. I just was in uh, going to school in Niagara at the time, and I just remember them talking about, oh, this is our guy, you know, give him some time kind of thing, and just never panned no, out. It's, it's I, I was very, like, I was really high on him to the point where, like, I, I was more impressed by him than William Nylander at points. And uh, it's... It's, I don't know, it's disappointing. And by the way, I, I went to my first Niagara University game uh, uh, right before Christmas. That's a nice rink. Yeah, it's nice, but it's like still kind of like a minor yes. rink. You know what I mean? Like it's like a double A team would play there, triple A maybe. Uh, they got to make it like a full bowl, you know. But it is cool. It is a cool yeah. rink with the artwork that they have. And like that was, that was my first time going to an NCAA game and, or I guess a college game of some sort and watching them, they, they played the U18 um, US team and it was like, everyone's like, Oh, oh this is going to be like us. Haven't lost a game this year. Niagara was so much better. It was, it was like a nine to six game. Um, but uh, no, it was, that was, I, I liked that rank. It was very purple. <laughs> the purple Eagles, yeah. baby. Um, I get, I guess, maybe a few more questions here, then we'll move on to the prospects. Um, but I, I was just kind of curious where the Leafs are going to go this uh, trade deadline. Cause, cause you know, it's, it is a make it or break it year for them now? For which team? I mean, Leafs. it's gotta be <sighs> Leafs, Leafs. Like th- this is the one year where they gotta be really, they don't have a good prospect board. And I know Leafs fans will disagree with me. I do a lot of prospect Leaf stuff and it's like, I don't like their prospects. I don't think there's any guy that's going to be like a real game changer. Like all of them should be uh, available. Um, I think there's two guys that really kind of stand out as guys they should probably go after. One of them being Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, obviously a lot of, he'll be, he'll be expensive to bring in, but I feel like he could be that guy that's like he'll be the kind of a difference maker for them. And then Ivan Barbashev also on the blues who can be this big body guy. Who's who could be this guy that it's probably not going to cost a ton. Um, there was, Oh, Nick Bukestad, another one where Nick Bukestad's on pace for like 40 ish points this year. And I feel like that's kind of going under the radar because mm-hmm. he plays in Arizona and it's been like, he was like a 50, 60 point guy before, but he's starting to really pick it up, but he's also six foot six. And there's a talk about how the Leafs need some size. Well, you throw him in there, that makes a difference. This is a year where it's more tinkering. But I think the real key here is because they played against Tampa Bay last year and outplayed Tampa for most of that series. In the end, Andre Vasilevsky showed up. And so the Leafs need to be able to outdo that. And you look at who their goalies are right now, and I don't think Matt Murray does that. I think Ilya Samsonov does that. Ilya Samsonov, up until about December 15th, had like top three numbers in the league, but he didn't play a, a ton. He was still sharing the net as opposed to guys mm-hmm. like Linus Allmark and, and, and Connor mm-hmm. Hellebuck and stuff like that. But I think they've got goaltending that if it can stay consistent and healthy, it might be the difference. 
the big key here was defensive mm-hmm. depth was an issue for them, and they did that. So this is the one time where they like they have to go out there and add a score, and I think they will. But it's like who is that? And I think Nick Bukestad or Ivan Barbashev are a lot easier to get than obviously Tarasenko. Um, but mm-hmm. which one makes the bigger impact, Tarasenko? But are you going to kill your core to make that work? Maybe. So that that's a tough one for a rental. So uh, I think I don't think they're going to blow things up, but I think they're going to end up trading one of their top prospects for sure. Cool. Cool. I honestly thought uh, Vlad Tarasenko would be a great fit in Carolina yeah. just because of what's happened Pacioretty. with Pacioretty. Yeah. yeah, he just slides right yeah. in there. That's a guy that I think would be good there. Um, or someone else, like uh, a team of Meyer would be really good in Carolina if they can make that yeah. work. Um, yeah. But I don't want him to come to New Jersey, so that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. I guess. The, the one name that <laughs> is like, Jacob Chikrin is one where he was one of the best U16 players I ever watched play. And um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how much you guys have seen Ryan Merkley play, but Ryan Merkley was also like one of these Hopefully. guys that's like yeah. he should have been something. Um, but with Chicker and this, I I'm still just shocked. The Coyotes are so like he, they're really holding on they, to him. He, it's not like he's a restricted free agent or uh, unrestricted. Like, he's, like they literally have him for like two more years, and the, I feel like trading him now when he missed the first month and a half of the season is just he's got to take a an extra step in his game i think every single night and i'm i just the coyotes know they do have to have nhl caliber players right like they do need guys yeah. that can actually play the game <laughs> so i i don't know i, I still don't understand that. and nhl caliber rink too i want to go to that rink so bad though <laughs> it I looks like a fun time. Like yeah a fun. Like i, I i've oh, talked yeah. to some media I'll be in the student yeah, section. See that. that looks really fun. I like, and they gave away like one of the first games they gave away. No, it was against the Leafs where they gave the away mullets. a Coyotes jersey to every single player. <laughs> yeah. Or fan. They could see no one too, right? They had fake mullets. Yeah, the fake mullets for game one. That was really cool. Like they do, they, they've done a lot of cool stuff. They've, I, I do think it's pretty funny. Their helmet sponsor at home is Goodwill. I think that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> it's on brand. But it's like, I feel like they're not, you know, like they're, they're, they're in a transition oh, yes. here. I do feel like it'd be a waste if Bedard went there. Yeah. What about a team like the Oilers? Him expanding their D or goalie. Oilers or need a defenseman. Need to figure something else. Oilers need a defenseman. Provorov. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think a lot of teams are acquiring about him right now. Um, <laughs> oh no! I knew it. Throw, throwing the whole Rangers. Well, like, like I will, I will point out that you know Provorov <laughs> is on the team that has Tony D'Angelo. So there's yep. that. Uh, but hey, we're not proud about it. And he won the pride jersey, and he wore the pride jersey. Was honestly surprised how it's it's gone this year. <laughs> uh, healthy scratch after like a four point streak earlier in the year, but it's doing okay. Yeah. I think they go out there and get a guy like Oilers, get a guy like Dumba or Klingberg. Um, Dumba's like probably got the lowest value he's had in years, and I feel like going there is probably just gonna help. Uh, Gavrikov's the name that people mm-hmm. really kind of attach uh, to Columbus. Um, yeah, I, I think Gavrikov's this yeah. year is like super overvalued. Like he's a very good defenseman, but he's like he's playing a lot because Columbus has no other defenseman. Um, yeah, they've been riddled. With yeah, injuries. like Warinsky's been hurt for almost the entire season, so I think Gavrikov's having to do a lot more than he's 
really needs to. But then a guy like that goes to Edmonton, he takes the ice time away and he's played a lot of, he, he's got all that experience of playing against top flight guys. And maybe he, he gels in a second pairing role, but uh, it's something where like those big teams, I don't always think it's just getting the big splash. I think it's just getting the right splash. And sometimes that's yeah. like going back to Leafs, watching them against Columbus a couple of years ago. The thing that was killing them was like Morgan Riley was playing half the game and they didn't have enough guys to fill in. And Tyson Berry was playing terrible and Cody CC was there. And I, that was just a disaster of a blue line. <laughs> You go out there now, and it's like Morgan Riley might be their worst defenseman most nights. And Connor Timmins is looking good, and 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 Sandine and Logan are all playing great. Yeah. So they yeah. addressed what they needed to there. Um, and that's something where I think for Edmonton, it's just like just the small things because the goaltending was killing them for a while. Like I don't think like yeah. I don't think we're talking about them potentially missing the playoffs if it wasn't for like Jack Campbell forgetting how to play goalie. But then last <laughs> last month he or like I said this month January he went seven one and one. So like he he figured it out again. Figuring it out. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap yeah. up with the uh, draft draft talk. Just give us your top five. Well, uh, this is coming. Draft. Who's okay, number well, one. Who's I'm number one this year. Uh, I would like to say uh, it's, it's this, this year's draft is very high end at the top, like very good on the high end on the top, but yeah. I, I think it loses a bit of second round. Third round is maybe not great. Cause there's not a lot of good defense, but Connor Bedard, number one, easiest one adam fantilli uh is a guy that is the ultimate number two um he was he i believe he tried to apply for exceptional status in the ohl the same year shane wright did but shane wright just put up like insane numbers where i think where fantilli probably should have got it but he just like it was you going up against a guy who put up like 150 points that year so it was tough i'm a lot of people have made a dropped matthew mitchkoff but i'm having him number three i think he's a guy that a year ago, we were talking about him being very close to Connor Bedard, like maybe number one quality for ahead of Bedard. But because the spotlight's no longer in Russia and he's not allowed to play in these international yeah. tournaments, I think people are not noticing him. But he's like the only guy scoring on HK Sochi, which last I checked had three wins in 55 games. So he he was the only guy playing well on this team where he was basically traded from Ska, which was a good team, goes over to yeah. HK Sochi and starts dominating because like he's the best player there he's going to be a superstar you just got to be willing to wait four years five years which is tough but i think that he's he'll be worth the wait uh just think about how kirill kaprizov's worked out for minnesota because kaprizov was not a i think it was fifth round pick Mm -hmm. he was not a fifth round prospect everyone knew he was a first round prospect it was the long-term plans of staying there that made it tough uh number four going leo carlson uh, that guy might be the best of standing in front of the net and putting pucks in the net. Good size. Uh, scouts really like him. Uh, I really do too. Uh, number five, uh, going back out west, I'm going to go with Zach Benson. Uh, a lot of fans seem to be, I, I wrote last week on the top CHL um, prospects on the CHL top prospects game. I left Benson off and people are like, he was great. Like, why do you let him off? Well, his one goal was like a freebie because the goalie like slipped and it was his only shot of the game. This is the guy that's going to be <laughs> a number one, like a first line forward that brings the energy skill. He's going to make so many teams so happy. And he's going to be this undervalued guy given mm-hmm. what Bedard's doing, but he's like, like a few points below Bedard in the WHL at the same age. So it's not like, it's not like Bedard's walking away with this. Like Benson's really close. So um, I think he's a pretty good solid piece. So it's a really good high end draft uh, for high end talent, but I'm not yeah. sure the fact that there's like maybe so, no real yeah. good number one defenseman is concerning. 
Yeah, so I guess like talking about how it's a high end draft, do you like where do you think uh the tiers lie? Like after like like saying like after the fifth pick, there's like a tier drop off, and then maybe after twelve, like because I know the like thinking about the Flyers and where they're at right now, they're probably falling around tenth in that area. Maybe yes, seven to ten for sure. The one guy to keep an eye on for Flyers, I have number nine, but I think I have him higher than most is Oliver Moore. Um, I think he might be, he's from the U S national development team. He's a center, um, but he might be in, right now. Will Smith's the best player on, on the U S team, but Oliver Moore might be even better. Cause he's got like much crappier line mates to work with and he's putting up unbelievable numbers. And uh, I think he's probably at the yeah. highest ceiling. Um, he's, I, I I think there's a, so many teams that could use a guy that can be a good two-way center who could also put up a lot of points. Um, that's pretty basic. Uh, number 10 might also be kind of where like the first defenseman lies, and that could be Axel Sandin Pelica um, from Sweden, or one guy I'm really liking, David Reinbacher from Austria, a guy that no one had as a first-round prospect like six months ago. But watching what he did to the juniors, watching what he's done over in Switzerland, like he's putting up very, very good numbers, and the Swiss league's really good. So um, it could end up being a defenseman there, depending on how they view it. But you don't draft for need; you draft for best available player at that first pick. Um, so it's kind of just. I think there's when you're talking about tiers. I think the top is like Bedard, Michkov, Fantilli, and then like maybe second is Carlson, Kristal, Benson, Smith, and then. Tier three is like Chalet, Oliver Moore, Pan- Sandy Pelica, Dalibor Dvorsky. For some reason, I feel like they'll draft Dalibor Dvorsky, who's, I, I don't know why, but I just picture him in a Flyers uniform. Because uh, he's just a guy that, yeah, if you have a good setup guy, he's he'll never miss the net. He's a really good shooter. and putting up. We have a lot of snipers now. Well, do we? again, do we? <laughs> you're, if you're drafting 9th, 10th, 11th, you might have to wait a couple of years. Who knows what the situation is then? <laughs> Any uh sleeper picks, guys that could jump up in the draft? I could see Ryan Leonard. This is like a stacked, or we've been hearing it's a stacked draft. I could see Ryan Leonard. Is, it, is that Ryan hot? Leonard, uh, another U.S. kid? Uh, he's um he's on the first line of Will Smith. Uh, he's I believe the top scorer on that team too. But it's kind of just like he just got this ability to like just perfectly play shots. He can run the power play. Um, he's not the biggest guy, but he's strong. Um, which is always good. And uh, I think he's got uh, his brother's um, uh, John Leonard, the national predators uh, prospect. Uh, so he's mm-hmm. kind of, he's been practicing learning from other quality players. So he'll be one, I think that could probably push his way into the top 10. I got a, I got a random question. Uh, in 2014, we saw a guy like Nate Walker born in Wales, raised in Australia. Do, do you have any weird or unique places where people are born that are sneaking maybe in the top five drafts? <laughs> These are the guys you know, that Coots wants on our team. For this is reason. what I need. To <laughs> it's it's kind of tough because there's there's a chance I believe this year. Yeah, there's there's a guy um who's from South Korea, but he's like lived in the states the whole most of his life. Oh, that's uh, cool. James Hong. He's a USHL player. He's he's okay. We're talking pretty late in the draft. Um, yeah. There's always still... a few Slovenians that kind of show up. Uh, one that I think actually's got a pretty good shot. Mark Seaver at a Cloton. Uh, in the Swiss league. Okay, uh, nice. he's pretty good. Um, I see a Belarus Belarusian guy. Be- there's gonna, I think there's gonna be Bel- a lot of Belarus based <laughs> kids. Uh, a lot of them are really, lot, which is crazy given what's going on. But a lot of them are actually playing um, in Quebec. Uh, so a lot of them have already come over, like Daniel Baruch. Mm. Um, 
Andre Loshko, guys like that. So uh, we're not going to get anyone totally kind of random. Um, yeah, but of course. It's I like I watch too much. I don't I don't know if you, any of you guys watched Australia win twenty eight nothing in the Division three World Juniors a couple of days ago, but uh, I did. Did not. Um, <laughs> so I've probably, <laughs> I I've probably watched some of the most. Of, I watched Saudi Arabia play their very first hockey game. I've I covered a game. It was Egypt versus Haiti. No, was it Haiti versus Morocco? I think it was. <laughs> well, Haiti. Oh Haiti's my God! Captain George Larocque. Yeah. What? So Haiti sleeper sleeper team. Bingo! It's like the one of the very first tournaments I covered by myself with no one kind of uh, else covering was the Pan Am ice hockey games in 2014, and I didn't go, but it was in Mexico, Canada, Argentina, Colombia. Uh, Mexico, but uh, Canada sent essentially a beer league team, and everyone else sent like their best players. And Canada won like every game, like fifteen nothing. But in really? one of the games, the rink was falling I... apart, and they literally started rebuilding oh the rink so they could finish the game. And one guy from Argentina, like his story was like he loved hockey so much he like left like his wife to go and live in the arena he built, and then eventually I believe that arena shut down, so I don't know what happened to him, but. Uh, well, no. like I've like you, you name the you name it. I've there's there's probably hockey there. I just I just remember uh, getting lost in YouTube and there's like Group Three World Championships yep. or whatever, and it's like South America versus Mexico was in the finals. Yeah. Like I don't know, back in 2012 or something. My favorite like that. tournament is the new Division <laughs> Four World Championship, and Kyrgyzstan last year went out there and won every game. But it was because in the Division Three qualifiers the last year um, that that tournament happened, they got accused of having like an illegal player. And that happens at these low levels. From Russia. Um, and they, uh, they ended up like arguing that like, oh, we didn't have an illegal player. And eventually WHF said, yep, you're fine. But they didn't give them their championship win. So they had to go back to the lowest division and won every game. Like I think they won the championship game by like 12 goals. I've watched... Oh my god! My favorite things to do when I'm really bored on a weekend is turn on the Turkish hockey league. Uh, I remember the one year in the semifinal, it was like a 48 nothing game, and in the middle of a penalty shot, the goalie he didn't want to allow a 49th goal, or you know he, he didn't care about allowing the uh, last goal. He skated out of the net, so the skater came in on a breakaway all by himself. He shot, hit the crossbar, an empty net from like five feet oh. out. And I'm like. What am I, oh what my shape? god! President just knocked the net off. Oh, it's like yeah, the Turkish it's league is really bad. Uh, the smallest country that plays hockey is the Falkland Islands. They um like oh the English yeah territory? like they're really like there are twelve hundred people that live there. Um, I've also Puerto Rico is a cool one where they they hosted an NHL game and then they like no fans went, so they banned hockey from being played in the big <laughs> rink. Um, <laughs> oh for like forever, God. and then eventually Teddy. they get a chance to play, and they get a hurricane blows down their building that they just spent uh, built like working on, and then they eventually did get to play, and they did okay. But the women's team, like most of those players, had never played hockey, and then last year won a tournament uh, without ever having like any ice experience. Like it's it's watching some of these tournaments where they're learning to skate the day before the tournament begins. Like oh, it's wow. just weird. E- Egypt, tough to Egypt. Watch on the back. I check. was going to be a part of this thing where um, it was going to be a hockey game played in uh, Antarctica. It was going to be the first like or oh, that's pretty. That's now, cool. As shit. I was I have a jersey. <laughs> you stadium series. somewhere there I have an Book Antarctica it. jersey, and um, it's like this bluish one right there. That one's Antarctica. Um, yeah. But um, 
it was supposed to be like Mike Bossy was going to be involved, and I was told Wayne Gretzky was involved oh in it too. It never happened. Oh, that would have been a really yeah. Cool oh, Bermuda. They played. Uh, they only played ball <laughs> hockey, but I interviewed one of their guys. <laughs> they they built a hockey like a ball hockey rink on the side of a cliff, and they played this. Wow, that is a story that I never ended up doing for the hockey news, but I wish I did. Was um, there's this guy that organizes hockey games on a volcano in Iceland, and I don't know if you guys have seen Mighty Ducks 2, but that was Iceland was like the <laughs> yeah. scene to be in that tournament. They didn't play hockey yeah. when that movie came out. They started playing hockey because of them being included. Like Trinidad <laughs> and Tobago don't play hockey either. Not that that's a total <laughs> surprise. Um, but they have a great, oh, yeah, though. exactly. They, unbelievable movie, but the but drums. they literally play <laughs> hockey on a volcano. It's that's wild. I'm surprised. So cool. Yeah, they don't have a team. Or they didn't back then. Yeah, no, it's it's a very well, but, um, very not known fact because like everyone's like, oh, like Iceland it makes sense. No, like they like literally start playing hockey two years later. It's just weird. Hey, well, this has been great, man. Thank you for coming on. I have one more question. <laughs> um, sorry, the man sorry. Leave. I know you got to go. <laughs> I know you got to go. I just want to know, you know, you had the Gretzky interview. Do you, um, do you have another memorable interview or something like, like that? You Most can memorable think of right now. Good, good story. Gretzky. Well, it would have been. Yeah, but I, I don't want to say most memorable because that probably was. But I, I talk. I hate to put you. So on no, the spot. yeah, no. Connor C- Carter Hart was definitely one of them for sure. Um, oh man, that is a like I've talked to McDavid, I've talked to Matthews. Um, they're just like, yeah, well, we're playing. They don't. Defense yeah, the, the stars. Uh, you know what? Maybe bucks. maybe one of them was actually one. I wasn't the prime interviewer, but I got to play a bit of ball hockey or road hockey with Jack Hughes and Luke Hughes before Jack got cool. drafted. It was a story for the hockey news and it was the cover story. So we, we drove to Michigan for their house, uh, shout out to uh, Michigan pizza. All the pizza places there are great. Um, but um, Jack would had just hurt his shoulder, but we wanted some B roll of him just shooting the shooting some balls in the net. And um, I was the goalie and uh I b- did not stop a single shot he Fortune, took. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 a, I did play a ball hockey tournament with Connor McDavid, and this was before McDavid got drafted. And it was like a, it was the CBC play on ball hockey tournament, and there was a, a mercy rule of ten goals. Well, the mercy rule was enacted two minutes into the game, and I can't remember all the players <laughs> that were on the team because I think I want to say Spencer Martin was the goalie, but like there was like guys who have gone on the NHL played on this team, and I made two saves on McDavid, so that was. That was wow! Nice. I, I can always That's... say that. We should get a... was there. I don't know if he saw me make those saves, but I, I know he was there. The Bob but father. The Bob father. With, with Jack and Luke Hughes, it was we were interviewing Jack, and every time Luke would start mimicking, he threw like I'm pretty sure he threw underwear at him. Like he was throw like he was trying to do whatever to <laughs> really throw him off, and it was just cool because it's like seeing like they were so excited to see Jack get drafted and we did a, a couple like mock drafts on his phone and you see vancouver come up number one and he had a big smile and he like new jersey he was like fine and like all these teams it was fine but it was it was <laughs> yeah. the potential to go play with his brother that really excited him yeah so it was then really cool to see when when luke got drafted there but luke was the fun stuff he like really he was he was going that. up for the ohl draft and he just come back from the ohl cup and he was this guy that was like uh, he was playing in the tournament in, in michigan a couple days later and was a great prospect, very good skater. I think he could be better than 
Quinn on defense. Um, but he went out there and was just like he was so much fun, just trashing his brother the whole time. And then we were we all we played a bit of <laughs> NHL, and then in the basement, Trevor Zegers was there, and I, and they just like mentioned at the very end, it's like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And then Zegers became Zegers, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was just something awesome. where it's like that was cool to spend time with them and and kind of see how these kids they were still kids because. They're just normal Jack, kids. Jack yeah. Will be a GM in the NHL one day. I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred. Wow. Him and Cole Perfetti are two of the smartest kids I've ever talked to. Um, Cole Perfetti is like I, 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 he just the way he answers stuff. He's like, this is a guy that's like a leader. This is a guy that's going to be involved in business. And then I Having found out his year. like sister yeah. uh, went for sports business management. I'm like, okay, this is starting to make sense. Yeah, you guys are going to be running teams one day but luke hughes was so much fun next time i interviewed him oh uh, you know just happy to be here my my teammates are great and uh the guys work great like, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah once they get the, uh, the, the training it's like uh like they were like <laughs> chirping training. each other at nhl 23 two, or when i give her game was back then i was like this is fun and now now it's just whatever that's right. awesome man and we remember. should get a ball hockey team for uh the chicklets cup <laughs> ball, ball hockey to me is is awesome. I love Bach. I will always say that's the, the the thing about it's it's just so cheap. Anyone can play it. It's true. Yeah, exactly. Well, Steven, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate Dude, come it. Come on anytime. Uh, man. I'm, I'm happy to do whatever. Yeah, before you go, if you wanted to plug like, you know, your podcast and everything, just for all the guys listening. Yeah, so uh, uh, SLS Hockey on Twitter. Uh, that's where I tweet about all levels of hockey. Uh, my new podcast is the Puck Poolies podcast with uh, Matt Larkin. We Our second guest was Michael Buble, and this was like right before Christmas. That's awesome. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, he's a huge fantasy hockey guy, like like obsessed with it. Like he like he says he after concerts, if there's like NHL games he played, you're beautiful. He's making... That's the different yeah, person. That's not Michael. <laughs> oh, that's not. No. Oh, that's James. He, that's James. Yeah, watching him making <laughs> trades, like like off stage, is pretty funny. Um, and then uh, uh daily face off live every uh, every day at noon. Uh, Wednesday tomorrow, I'll be uh, co-hosting. Awesome man, Wait. we appreciate Very it. Very awesome man. man. Thank you so much. Glad to see your success, man. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks, guys. All right, that wraps up this episode of Time Ice Skates. Special thanks to Stephen Ellis for joining us. Please like, comment, and follow on Twitter and Instagram at Time Ice Skates Pod and listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Please rate and review on Apple and Spotify. I'm Z for DG, for Johnny, for Coochie. See you guys next time.